Hello, and welcome to the Cosmic Cauldron with hosts Jamie and Charlotte, where we discuss spirituality, paganism, witchcraft, holistic lifestyles, and everything in between. So gather around the cauldron every Wednesday, where we brew up a new topic. Hello, and welcome back to the Cosmic Cauldron, Season 2, Episode 11. And today's episode is all about Aries season. Now, yes, this is the beginning of the Zodiac Wheel. Yes, we realize we did not start with Aries. Um, But personally, I am really excited to get to Aries because I think Aries is really fun. And there's, well, there's a lot to cover today. And I do want to preface today's episode by saying that this is allergy season in Northwest Florida. So Charlotte and I both are a tad bit nasally and sniffly. So please ignore that as we move through this episode. Yes, my entire vehicle, which was dark gray, is now yellow. So that is how heavy the pollen is in our area right now. So we'll we'll be doing our best through this episode to minimize our sniffling and sneezing. But just keep that in mind as we go on. My brain is mush. Yeah. Not only did I take a shower, I took a cold shower. Like I started off hot, got all my thing, and then I did like a... Okay, I probably could use that. <laughs> kind of like a virtual yeah. slap. <laughs> the cold water helped. I was like, okay, all right, I'm here. I'm Yeah, present. that was really smart. That was You were really smart to do that. <laughs> I, on the other hand, am on the struggle bus with my brain, but we will get through this. So... Uh, I want to start this episode off with seven things never to say to an Aries. And this is sort of going to touch on some of the traits of Aries that we will get into next. But I thought it might be fun because, (laughs) well, you and I are so obsessed with the Zodiac that we probably think about these things all the time. Maybe not everyone else does, but I just think this is handy information you know, to have in your back pocket, just in case you run into someone, um, you know, because it's, it's considerate to think of other people. So uh, number one, for things you should never say to an Aries, why can't you relax? This is like a huge one, right? Yes, yes. I, I would say that that is good for almost all of the fire signs and probably a lot of the air signs too. Probably so. <laughs> yeah, I would say this one's probably interchangeable. But if there's anything I do know about Aries, and if you know anyone that's Aries, you could probably agree with this as well, is that they are just constantly busy. They, they're they just so impulsive and busy bodied and they're just always doing things. And um the world needs that energy, so I'm so glad for you. But <laughs> right behind you on the wheel, uh, as an Aquarius, I don't have that much energy, so I, it's like tiring just to see it, honestly. And I will say that my husband has a ton of Aries in his chart, and he is that way. He like exhausts me sometimes just watching him go in and out the damn house, doing this, doing that, doing everything. So number two is why are you so blunt? So another thing about Aries is that they like to get straight to the point. They like to tell it how it is. They don't understand why you should do that any other way. And so being told that they're too blunt will be highly annoying because they they probably don't have any intention of changing. And that's just how they do life. Yeah, I would 
I would say that for Aries and Sagittarius, being blunt just comes natural. It does for Leos too, but to like a lesser extent, they can, they can kind of cushion that and preserve the ego. Um, whereas Aries and Sag are, nope, this is, this is how it is. This is how it happened here. Take it. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, you know, once you understand these things too, these, these traits, which again, we'll get more into in a second, um, about these different signs, it really helps you to appreciate people so much more for who they are, because then you understand that they're not just doing these things to be annoying or to be nitpicky, um, or to just be a pain in the ass. Like this is just who they are. And you can come to an appreciation of that instead of an annoyance, I guess. So number three, don't be so impulsive. Ooh. <laughs> Again, we've already mentioned it, right? That's yeah, not going to work. It's not going to work. You know, impulsivity is Aries' second name. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. And that is because, like Jamie mentioned earlier, they start out the zodiac. And what this means is they are the initiators. This is the first step. So they are impulsive because they have to be. This is what gets everything in motion. This is this is where everything starts. This is the the push forward through the zodiac. So yeah, they're impulsive. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it leads them into adventures and to into discovering things. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think of the zodiac in terms of like a lifespan, you know, Aries is the the baby. You know, they're the, the, the do whatever I want. I'm learning about everything. I'm absorbing everything. Just be kind to me. <laughs> Give me room to grow, you know, and let me do my thing. And um, I think that's like a really awesome quality about Aries. But number four, just follow my lead. Ooh. So this is sort of contradictory to the fact that they are sort of the baby of the Zodiac, but they really do like to take the lead. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yes. This is a fire sign and this is a take charge sign. So yeah, they're, they're not apt to follow the leader here. Like that's just not in their vocabulary. And number five, (laughs) this one, forget it. I'll do it for you. Ooh. <laughs> so few signs tre- besides Aquarius treasure their independence more than Aries. So yeah, I think in, in most cases, honestly, it's just best to let Aries solve their own problems because they're going to try and do it themselves no matter what. So as much as you want to step in and be like, oh, maybe you should do it this way or do it that way. Um, I think they're going to benefit more from doing it on their own. Number six, do not ever tell an Aries you're too childish. Uh. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Aries pursuit for adventure, their impulsivity and their unwillingness to compromise in some cases undoubtedly can seem a bit immature at times, but again, The world needs that enthusiasm that they have. You know, there has to be balance here and they, they don't like to be dismissed. I don't think, you know, anyone that has a lot of Aries in their chart does not want to be just, you know, you know, treated like a child. They, they are a valuable part of our Zodiac. 
But yeah, I think I think in general, Aries just they want to be able to just live their lives, and even though they they may be you know a little bit childlike at times, there is that certain joy aspect to being childlike that they bring to the world, and that is so valuable. And number seven, last but not least, stop being so vain. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> so. Aries tends to be extremely confident. They are very sure of themselves. I can usually pick an Aries out of the room just by like their arrogance. No offense, Aries. But like you guys carry this unbridled arrogance about you. That's not even necessarily like self-serving. It just is who you are. You just, you know, you're the shit and you just bring that to every room you walk into. And it can be really charming. It can also be really annoying if the unhealed version we like to say. You know, it can come off a little vain, I suppose. But really, I think they just they just bring this lovely enthusiasm to to any environment that they're in. I would agree with that. As far as being able to spot an Aries in a room, I would be able to notice the confidence. However, I mean, that can be attributed to a few signs. But yeah, there's definitely a confidence that an Aries has in themselves and the way that they do things. And I imagine that comes from years of experience because they're going to be the ones that are dead set on having that experience. You know, that comes with that impulsivity. So it gives them some, some knowledge behind the scenes because, you know, they've been there and they've done that. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like in my head, when I'm picturing like the Aries I would pick out of a room, it's like, a guy in a bar that looks like some character off of Jersey Shore, you know, like <laughs> just light, <laughs> lighten up the room, you know, doesn't give a shit like what they look like to anybody. They're just like, I'm here. Everyone look at me. I'm awesome. I'm filling the room with my energy. Like that's, that is Aries, right? <laughs> Jersey Shore is actually my guilty pleasure, even to this day. <laughs> I know I shouldn't admit that. I still watch. Are it. you watching that new one that just came out, like their vacation one? I have. Oh my been. gosh, I have. I've been. seen the yes. commercials for it, and I'm just like, these guys are ridiculous. Like, who lives their lives like that? Like, what? That is why it's so entertaining. <laughs> well, oh while we're admitting to guilty pleasures, I have to um to add to add to that. Greg and I have what we call Trashy Fridays, where we watch Love After Lockup or Life After Lockup, whatever one is on at the time, on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> and we legitimately call it Trashy Friday, and we get all excited. Like, we make drinks, and we sit down, and we just, like, talk shit throughout the whole episode about everybody on the show. <laughs> uh, my, my husband is 100% watching Jersey Shore with me. Like, if I forget it, he'll That's put it awesome. on. <laughs> it's also because, you know, like these were our age ranges. So, you know, when the initial shows came out, I was in that partying stage. And then to see them now, it's a little more tragic. <laughs> it but... is. It's like they don't even look like the same people. And yes. I'll just stop right there. But it's like, oh, my God, what happened to you? <laughs> but yeah, they, they were that show was originally on when we were in our, you know, like early 20s, somewhere around there. And so. Yeah, we did grow yeah. up with that, but yeah, Ma married life is fun. That's why my cap to that part of this <laughs> conversation is that 
Yes. You know the thing yes. people don't tell you about <laughs> is the guilty pleasures and the shows you watch together on Friday nights instead of going out. Like that just, I don't know. It makes me happy. It makes me smile. Y'all can't see it, but I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I actually looked up the character signs, not the characters. I guess they would be real people. Unfortunately, um, yes. <laughs> I, I did look up. Yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 they're real. Um, a lot of them are cancers, funny enough. Interesting. What water sign in general, yeah. I can see that. But I would have actually pegged probably more Aries or Leo, some kind of fire, honestly, because of just like the fighting and stuff too. I believe it's a good mix of fire and water in okay. that house. Pretty wow. sure. I, I only keyed in on... Uh, a few of them. So I didn't retain all their signs, but I definitely did look it up. That's how invested I was in this show. Well, and you so. have to wonder, like, do they even look at those things when they produce these kinds of shows? Like, I know, like, back in the day, definitely not. But this day and age, there's a lot more, I would say, things like that coming into play. And so I wonder, nowadays, when when these channels are creating these reality shows, if they're taking any of that into account which makes me think of something i had like um it makes me think of something that i had wanted to i guess you could say create years ago was a way of looking at like say in a workplace everyone's um element and seeing if it was balanced well balanced enough in the workplace to see how people um you know, how well they work together based on their signs and their birth charts as a whole. So you could see where you should place people in the workplace, which is like a very, very complicated <laughs> process that I hadn't figured out yet. But it started off with the elements in general, just to make it easier. Well, some workplaces actually do this, not so much astrologically, um, but they still use like Myers-Briggs mm -hmm. test, which is not astrology, of course, but it does provide, you know, like archetypes and they'll fit you in there and can see how everything meshes through that test, which I, I, I've always enjoyed the Myers-Briggs. Like I do know what I am. Um, and I've seen, uh, for my husband's employment, they did it. And he had to take that test too. And I've seen it in other places that I've worked that they'll give you like a personality test and, you know, see where you fit into their company. So they do, they just don't use astrology to do it. So, Yeah, I mean, I guess it is nice to see at least that, that consideration. Um, I just feel like there's so much knowledge out there and so many aspects that affect the way a person approaches their work and their colleagues that why not look at all of these things and have some sort of system for that again i haven't completely figured it out but in my mind it makes sense <laughs> yeah no they they do they employ it in in some capacity it's myers-briggs is still a suedo science so it's along those same lines and it would give you an, an overarching idea what this person's personality type is. And I'm always afraid to take those because I'm like, ah, oh, shit, they're going to find out I'm not good. With people. <laughs> uh. Well, you know, I feel like every time I have taken it and I've taken because I've taken it a few times, it's been different. 
So I think it also changes. And that's like, you know, part of life and growing, right? Is that my Myers-Briggs synopsis a couple of years ago, undoubtedly probably does not match what it would be right now. Yeah, because it takes, I mean, well, life experiences and, and changes and things shape your personality and they shape how you approach the world. And so while it tends to be, the Myers-Briggs tends to be a bit of an exact science, I think though it changes, it can change even in, in a single person throughout their life. So it, it 100% can change. Um, I think for me, it's been weirder to see that I've stayed consistent throughout the years. Like it, I will always test as an INTJ. Mm -hmm. No idea why. I actually feel like I'm more of an I, INFJ because I, I don't know. I teeter on the, the feeling and thinking perspectives there. So I can't remember. <laughs> and this, and I feel like I should remember this, but I know what I was always I in. Okay. So now we're going to move right into some Aries traits. Now I'm going to cover some positive traits as well as some things that sometimes Aries needs to work on. Again, we like to call this the healed versus unhealed kind of traits, you know, the things that can, that can pop up that we need to work on in this lifetime if you are an Aries. So some of the more positive aspects about an Aries are the fact that they're really great leaders a lot of the time. Um, They possess leadership qualities because they are very often very, you know, very much like pioneers, you know, they just, they have no fear. They just keep moving forward. And and a lot of times there can be a lot of success with that. Um, And to go along with that, you know, they possess a lot of courage. You know, if, if you think about very small children, they just, they act and they don't really have the kind of fears about the world that we have as we get older, you know, and that those are things that are established that we're not born with. So they have this like raw courage um, that just pushes them forward. And, and again, this ties into that as well as they have so much energy, you know, it's like non-stop energy. I don't know where they find it or how they do it. You know, again, my husband has a lot of Aries in his chart and the man just doesn't stop. He has two speeds, like running, you know, sprinting and asleep. That's it. You know, if I, if I can finally get him to sit down at the end of the day with me on the sofa, he's asleep in like two minutes flat. Like he just is so much energy all the time, but that energy also gives him a lot of passion. So Aries can be very, very passionate. Again, I think because there tends to not be as many preconceived, like, like ideas about things and these fears that come up. So they're just like relentlessly passionate, which also lends them a lot of creativity. They tend to be really innovative in a, in a different way. Like Aquarius can be very innovative, but Aries is just let's get it done. You know, let's do it this way. Let's do it that way. Let's do it and see what works. They don't try to overanalyze to get things done. They just, they just do it. And that often lends them to being very creative. Now they can also be extremely optimistic because of this, which is something I really appreciate about Aries because I tend to be an optimist myself. 
Aries also t- are very generous in nature. I tend to think is, um, it's, it's a little bit of this like nurturing quality, I think within them, they just want to love and they love very hard. And so they can be very, very giving and very generous. Um, but this also makes them very ambitious and confident as well. Um, they just go for what they want. Um, I know that there's, and we're, we're going to cover this later in the episode when we go over some of the famous Aries people, but you'll see that these people that I cover, you're like, oh, wow, this is very fitting because they're very ambitious, always super confident, no matter what, like they're just so sure of themselves. And to sum up these, these more positive traits of Aries, they're very, very independent. So again, they like to do things their own way. And when given that space to do things their own way, they will often be extremely successful in doing so if you can just stay out of their way. Now, it might be annoying to someone who does things a bit differently um, because, again, you know, Aries tends to be a little childlike. So their approaches can be uh, see can seem a little bit immature at times, but but really they've got this. I promise. Now, some more of the um, other side of that, the. The unhealed traits can be um, aggression, recklessness, competitive, competitiveness, selfishness, and they can have a bit of an explosive temper. Now, they aren't quite as emotional as maybe a water sign, but if you get in their way or they feel threatened, <laughs> Aries can get can get very, very hot. They They like to do their own thing, be their own person, kind of like like a toddler. Okay. Imagine like telling a toddler, no, you can't have that third sucker, you know, and the temper tantrum that follows, you know, that, that can be very much Aries, but we love their impulsiveness. You know, we, we really need that in the world. And so while there may be this, this explosive temper and this impatience that comes along with that, um, the way that they can just act and just do things and oftentimes do them so well, I think is really amazing. The The last trait I want to mention that, that can be something perhaps you might be learning as an Aries or you might notice in someone who's an Aries is that they can have some attention seeking behavior. Um, so oftentimes <laughs> Aries is like, they want to be like the star of the show. You know, they need a constant audience and a constant feed of people like validating them and they can get very irritated if if they're not receiving that so um you know i think a a major life lesson for aries is to to not need outward validation to be okay with yourself um they still will need a little bit more praise i would say maybe than other signs um but it doesn't need to come out in like a superiority complex, (laughs) I guess you could say. Yeah, we are entering Aries season on March 20th. So with this in mind, we are going to be releasing this episode on the Monday before, because in these episodes, we like to fit in the traits, the moons, and the most important planet movements during 
the Aries season, just so you guys can get an idea of how to utilize this in your own practice. So ahead of the new moon in Aries, we are going to be releasing this episode on a Monday rather than a Wednesday, just so you guys can have this for the new moon in Aries, which is coming up on the 21st of March, which will be a Tuesday. Now, Jamie has gone over the traits, so we know that Aries is a fiery energy. This is one of courageousness. This is one of initiative. And on the other side of that, Aries can be quite temperamental. So keep this in mind as the Aries season progresses. This can be a time where your emotions are heightened. I, I know that Jamie said earlier that aside from water signs, However, fire signs are very emotional people, and the the trade-off for that between the water and the fire sign, because I feel like there's a lot of commonalities, is the, the emotion sort of comes out as aggression in fire signs, whereas in water signs, it can come off uh, more subtly or more manipulatively. So is that a word? I hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a word today. Mm-hmm. It is. I'm making up my own words today. (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is. But you know how when you hear a word and it just doesn't quite sound right? That's where I'm at today with like all words, not just that one. (laughs) That usually happens when I'm like really, really high and all of a sudden like your brain (laughs) like perceives something in a new way and you're like, wait, does that even sound right? Like. Soap, 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 soap. Yeah, (laughs) I do that too. (laughs) But I am stone cold sober. So yeah, it's it's just how my day is going today. (laughs) Uh, But we we have this new moon in Aries. It occurs the day after the sun transitions over into Aries. So we will have the sun and the moon in Aries, which can really, really enhance all of those Aries qualities that Jamie just went over. It's it's a time of initiation, uh, which is great because this pairs up with the new moon, which the new moon, as most of you know, is a time to set intentions. This is a time to plant the seeds for the future to come. It's time to start you know, busting out your notepad, figuring out what it is you want to see happen. And we can do this in spell work the same way. So some of these spells that would be great under a new moon in Aries would tap into the fire energy of Aries, you know, that initiation uh, to get things started. It's a good energy to have. It's it's that forward motion, that push behind you to get things started because Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. And with that, you know, they are the ones that are going to get that ball rolling to get things moving. So you can utilize this in your practice as a way to enhance your your own ambition, your own motivation, and to really get things started. There's also like an obstinance in Aries. Like they don't they don't see things as an obstacle that they cannot overcome. So if there are any obstacles standing in your way, you can utilize this time to start breaking through them because you have double the energy when the moon and the sun is in Aries. So you're really going to get the most raw 
experience <laughs> of Aries energy during this time. Yay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I've already been seeing this um, in, in my husband for sure. Like his, his inherent personality traits are definitely deepened right now. And so it's like just witnessing that for the second time. Cause I did maybe not experience it as much last year cause we had just met. And so we were totally just like, uh, when you first meet someone, you know, you're not, you know, you're not totally who you are yet. You know, you're just like this yeah, that takes rose colored goggles version of yourself. Um, so this year around, it's like, I'm really seeing that fire and, and appreciating it as much as I can. <laughs> um, and just trying to respect that. Cause I know like him going through me and Aquarius season last month, I'm sure was loads of fun. <laughs> He's getting all those things activated. Cause right now we're in Pisces season. So all those placements and then moving right over to Aries. Mm -hmm. and it's, these are his months. Like this is, this is, this is his time to shine. Right. Like I feel like, for our marriage, if we can just get through February through March every year, we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> now, some of the correspondences for Aries, the planet that rules Aries is Mars. And this is the same in traditional and modern astrology. As we mentioned, the element for Aries is fire and the modality is cardinal. Cardinal signs are the initiators of the zodiac in general. And if you break it down by seasons, every cardinal sign is at the beginning of the season. So you have your cardinal sign Aries, which marks spring. You have your cardinal sign Cancer, which marks the beginning of summer. You have your cardinal sign Libra, which marks the beginning of fall. And then you have your cardinal sign Capricorn to start off the winter season. Now the tarot card for Aries is the emperor. And you know, this really fits. This is a person of power and some crystals that go for Aries are bloodstone and garnet, ruby as well. And of course the animal that represents Aries is the ram, which I find very appropriate as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I don't think there's a more appropriate symbol for a Zodiac than no. the Ram for, for Aries. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I literally call my husband. They will get it done. Yeah. They will get it done. But I literally call Greg my, my wrecking ball because he just like sometimes just swoops right in and you know it, you definitely know it. <laughs> <laughs> You will feel my presence. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can totally see that. So some other things that I would utilize a new moon in Aries for other than overcoming obstacles and, you know, taking initiative is, is also, it's a good time to focus on spells for motivation. It's a good time to, to take an adventure or start a new venture. And as always, if you are lunar sensitive, you can put out some moon water. 
And this would be good to tap into all the traits that Jamie listed for Aries. It's really good to use this for action. They are a very action-oriented sign. You could also utilize this moon water or moon itself to charge items because this is it's a very unfiltered energy, which makes this moon a very powerful one. Now, later in later in Aries season, uh, towards the beginning of April, we will also have a full moon in Aries's opposite sign, which is Libra. For Libras, they are diplomatic and intellectual. They are they're really peaceful and collaborative individuals. Now, on the other side of this, they can be indecisive and they can be self-sacrificing and perhaps a little bit passive. But there is a balance that Libra brings and which is very suited to, to the Aries season. So instead of that unfiltered ambition, you know, this will bring a more collaborative energy into the mix like this can set you up for not only having the energy to get things in motion but also to be diplomatic about it now libra is also a cardinal sign their element is air their ruling planet is venus and their tarot card is justice so when the moon enters Libra, so we've got full moon, this is the time when your manifestations are occurring, but it's also the time when the moon is its most potent. So I don't sit idly by on the full moon. Uh, I think it's more advantageous if you actually actively do work during the full moons because it's, you know, it's at its most powerful. So you want to tap into this energy. Now, like I was saying, the Libra energy lends its hand to being more collaborative. Like this can be a great time for partnerships and finding balance. You know, particularly when you have the sun sitting over there in Aries, which which is very different from Libra. However, these are both go-getting signs. This season in itself really is about achievement. It's about seizing your moment. And, and all planets are direct right now. So there are no retrogrades and there won't be until a little further into April. Which I just want to add is super relieving right now. Like it is a reprieve that we fucking needed <laughs> after these last few years. Because I felt like we've been in constant retrograde with something. So I've really been enjoying the kind of stillness and peace that has been the theme, I feel, for the last little bit. Yes, yes. It is a bit of a relief. For me, having the natal chart that I do and having everything in a retrograde, sometimes I flourish during those retrograde periods. Whereas when everything's direct, I'm like, ah, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I can. What do I do now? Yeah, that's what I was going to say is I feel like your energy right now is like, what do I do now? What do I do next? Whereas for me, it's like, yes, ah, I can breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Retrograde periods can feel like a hug for me. Like I'm, I'm used to that resistance. I'm not used to that, that free flowing energy that we get during these times. Uh, ooh. One other really important astrological event that is occurring smack dab in the middle of Aries season is Pluto moving into Aquarius. 
Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I am still struggling with Saturn moving over into Pisces. And right now it is at a direct opposition with my natal moon. And it will be for the next year. So Pluto making its course over into Aquarius. I... It's going to be interesting. It really is. So you have Pluto, and Pluto is the planet of uh, transformation. To to put it mildly, this is a planet that can really get in there and and strip everything down to its bare bones and leave you with something that you did not anticipate. You know, it's it's a planet of power and control, and it's entering Aquarius, which is known for being rebellious and unpredictable. So these are two contrasting energies here. And I, I want to see how it manifests. I do. I do. Yeah, I, I would say that I'm just, I sort of don't know what to expect myself, even as um, being so Aquarius myself. Um, I do feel that I am on the precipice of some really big changes in my life for the positive. Um, But, and I haven't, you know, announced this everywhere yet, but, you know, I, I am doing some interesting things with my career that I didn't see necessarily coming (laughs) Um, in, in the way that it's happening. So I'm just sort of surrendering. And I think maybe that's going to be what's important is just sort of surrendering to what can be instead of trying to force what you think should be. When when it moves into Pluto and, you know, take all this with a grain of salt, because what really matters is where it's making a connection in your chart, your personal birth chart. That's what you have to look at. So if you're looking to figure out what this is going to be for yourself, go ahead and pull up your natal chart on uh, on astro.com or wherever you get your, your natal charts. And you need to see what connections Pluto is making with your planets. Where Where is this, this falling? Um, go ahead and mark in astro.com with transits and you'll be able to see it more clearly, but also you can take into consideration planets you have in Aquarius or what planets you have in Pisces. And this is going to show you where it's conjunct, but you know, you can also figure out all those other aspects and, and get a more clear picture. Like for example, uh, Jamie's chart it mostly takes place in, depending on which house system you use, she's got a a stellium in the third house of Aquarius, which means Pluto moving over into Aquarius. There will be most likely a conjunction there somewhere. So you're going to feel it in one of those several planets you have sitting in the third house. I'm using Placidius for this, for this interpretation, but yeah, yeah, it, it can really all boil back down to what what's going on in your chart. How's that going to affect you? But you can get a full picture by looking into your own natal chart. But I think really on a more global scale is where we're going to see it because you have Pluto, which is, you know, 
control, power, transformation, and then you have Aquarius, which is this rebel, and you know it bucks up against the system. It, it also has Aquarius also involves you know technology and communication, so we can see really big shifts occurring in these arenas, and it's you know even with you know AI coming up the way that it is. I think it's going to be interesting to see this. And, you know, Pluto's going to be there for, for quite some time as well. So, oh, and what I did not mention is this occurs on March 23rd. And it's going to stay there until it begins its retrograde period. So it is going to re-enter Capricorn at the later half of this year and won't re-enter Aquarius until January 24th. But, you know, this is going to be those initial stages where we start seeing how this is going to unfold. How is this going to manifest? So now for my favorite part of the episode, I am going to share some famous people that I'm sure we all know that are Aries because again, I don't know if anyone is like me, but I think it's always fun to learn the, you know, sun sign, at least not the whole birth chart, but the sun sign of some interesting famous people. So you can sort of go, oh, okay. And you know, and it, it sort of makes sense that they may be the, the way they live their lives, the way they act. So moving right into that, um, number one on my list of successful Aries people is Mariah Carey. Now, of course, this is someone from our childhood. <laughs> if you were a nineties, uh, child, you definitely have an affinity for Mariah Carey. She was born March 27th. And, you know, if, if you need any further convincing, um, of her fiery aspects, you know, she did burn a quarter of a million dollar wedding dress. So, you know, I think you can find that (laughs) online. If you want to see Aries in action, that is a perfect example. Now, Next, and this is one of my personal favorite celebrities, is Jonathan Van Ness. And if you don't know who Jonathan Van Ness is, he is the queer eye grooming expert. And I adore him on that show. I love that show so much. But the way he approaches beauty and the way he teaches people to have their own, like, you know, beauty routines, you really see that that raw confidence that Aries has. You know, he's just like, I'm going to do what I want. I don't care, honey, you can do what you want. (laughs) This is how we're going to do it. And um, because of that, he brings so much of that Aries energy to the show. I feel like everybody should have that energy. Honestly, (laughs) honestly, it's so contagious. Like he is absolutely my favorite character on that show. And it, and it absolutely has to do with that, with that Aries energy that he has. It's just so fresh and so raw. Um, But another one that I found interesting because I feel like this particular person has such a wisdom to them that they must have some other like deeper aspects to the chart, but it's, it's Lady Gaga. She was born March 28th. Oh, I can totally see that one. A hundred percent. I would say like, like a lot of the costuming, you know, and that sort of thing, it does give way to that very Aries, I'll do what I want kind of thing. Um, But I would bet, and I've never looked at her chart, but I would bet that she has some, some Aquarius or maybe even Piscean energy in her chart somewhere because she has this like 
undercurrent of that like grandpa zodiac energy. <laughs> I I need to see I need to see her chart. That's gonna be one I was pulling up. Um I don't know what else I would peg her for. I would I would definitely think like Aquarius or maybe a water sign as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I would have actually assumed. But I can totally see Aries as well. Yeah. And now this one was kind of fun. And this is another celebrity that you and I kind of grew up seeing in Hollywood. Um, and I've actually been told before that I look like hers. It's Reese Wither the <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. She was born March twenty second. And she, I think, definitely embodies that kind of go-getter attitude. I can't see Reese Witherspoon. For you, I see Olivia Wilde all the way. (laughs) Well, maybe um, if we look at Sarah Jessica Parker. She was born March 25th, and I think she is a quintessential Aries. I'm still stuck on Lady Gaga looking up her chart and (laughs) from what I'm seeing, (laughs) she's, uh, looks like her big three are Aries, Gemini, and Scorpio. Now don't quote me. Mm, I don't know the legitimacy of her birth time here, but, but yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So, you know, they say that your rising sign is often how people perceive you. And I think that's what I was picking up on is that dark moodiness thing to her that I just felt was maybe more Piscean, but Scorpio makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Scorpio moon would make her very, very intense. That's a you know, you have the moon, which is your emotions. And then you have Scorpio, which is a water sign and it intense, intense couple with Aries, which is also intense. Yeah. We're getting a full picture here. Yeah, for sure. Now, another interesting Aries is Courtney Kardashian. She is an April Aries, April 18th to be exact. Um, Everything I have learned about the Kardashians has been against my will. <laughs> however, however, I have seen a fist fight between the sisters circulating on, uh, I, I don't think I was on TikTok. I think it was Instagram reels. And yeah, yeah, I can see Aries. I honestly have never watched the show. I have never looked at Kardashian news or updates. I stay as far away as possible from the name Kardashian. So I don't really have a personal opinion on this one because I don't even know anything about Courtney, but she definitely made the list. (laughs) Now, uh, one that I was excited about because (laughs) growing up as the weird child that I was, I idolized her and that is Celine Dion. She was born March 30th. Um, I would say again, she has that, that fiery energy. That's very palpable. I love her. I love her even still. So Yeah, absolutely. Like I can remember like holding concerts in my bedroom as a child, like charging my parents a quarter, a ticket to come in and sit in the little chairs I had arranged in my bedroom so I could sing my heart will go on. (laughs) Oh, man. And there's just a few, you know, honorable mentions that I want to be sure to add to this list. And one of which is Robert Downey Jr., Now, I love Robert Downey Jr. I think he's hilarious. I've seen, I don't know what show it was, but they do like a tour of his house and his wife is there and his home is just so charming. 
It's like an old, I think it's like an old windmill, if I remember correctly. It's very, uh, very creative. <laughs> Put it that way. Then we have Kristen, then we have Kristen Stewart, you know, of the sparkly vampire movies that we all remember. Um, and we have little Nas X who, as we all know, carves his own path in music and does whatever the heck he wants. So that one makes so much sense. And then we have Emma Watson, you know, who's best known for her role on Harry Potter. But even on the show, I feel like they cast her as the, the, you know, the girl who just does whatever she wants. So even like the role, I think fit her personality. Yeah, I could see that. Along the lines with like Celine Dion and, and Mariah Carey and some of those other powerhouses, uh, Aretha Franklin is an Aries and Diana Ross. Oh, <laughs> okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I'm realizing there's two that I missed and that is Elton John, who Ooh, honestly, yeah. I love Elton John so much. Um, and then Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd is really maybe not as flamboyant as Elton John, but I would say that like raw, no fear spirit kind of comes out with him. I, I I don't know. I never would have pegged him for an Aries. I think I would have thought there was like a lot of earth energy there. So that about concludes our episode. I'm just going to do a brief refresher here. And I wanted to remind y'all that the sun enters Aries on March 20th this year, followed by the new moon in Aries the next day, which is March 21st. You have Pluto entering Aquarius on the 23rd. And then you have the full moon in Libra on the 7th. Now, I don't think I got into what spell work would be great for a full moon in Libra, but one good method is to take everything that I mentioned for Aries, and then you can couple that with themes of balance and partnership and collaboration and communication with that full moon in now, these are just a few of the things that will be happening this Aries season. As always, I will have a corresponding article up on my Pathios, so you can go there and read that as well. We'll be linking it in the stories the same day that this episode airs and, and the following days to come for those of you who miss it. So if you're looking to find out more, we will have this summarized in graphics for you over on our Instagram, and that is at Cosmic Cauldron Podcast. So until next time, blessed be. Peace out. Thank you.